All right. Uh, Tina Irwin, welcome to the Edge broadcast. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Well, you know, it's interesting. We've got a, we've got a, uh, a number of guests coming on that are kind of in, not, not in, in the ghost realm, but uh, we have uh, uh, um, a guest coming up who talking about life after breath, and another guy who went to hell and back. Then Armageddon, that's going to send some people, that, that's going to send some people here or there yonder and may end up having to deal with some dead folks too as well. Well, there are things that you can do that you don't have to face Armageddon. And if somebody has a, sounds like he had a near-death experience. And usually people who come back from a near-death experience come back very changed because there's something they're supposed to learn from the experience. Mm -hmm. And having crossed over many an exceptionally surprised atheist uh, who just didn't believe any of it, and the next thing they know, it's just quite the rude awakening to what <laughs> happened. But the whole point of crossing someone over is to, to really give them another chance. And if you go back to the Bible and the 23rd Psalm, you know, I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, which is, you know, you've got to go from the third dimension of time and space and gravity, and then you're going through what's like a step-up transformer, which is the fourth dimension, and you know that exists because that's the dimension by through which prayer is transmitted. It's like string theory. You get to the fifth dimension or the heaven world, and when you get there, he restoreth my soul. That's an awesome thing to, to understand, but you have to get them there, and it doesn't matter who they are. And that's why I wrote a book called The Crossing Over Prayer Book, because there's prayers for all kinds of ways that people die. And it doesn't matter how long ago they died, you can certainly help them. So mm -hmm. I, I am a huge believer in enabling people to call upon angels to help them, to call upon the Lord with all of their hearts. And it doesn't matter what your faith is. It doesn't matter because there's there's no religion in the afterlife. There is God, there is Christ, there right. are these wonderful beings. So mm -hmm. it's a fabulous opportunity to do service for your fellow human beings, whether they're living or dead. So so is it your understanding that, that uh, certain people, for whatever reasons, don't go to the next realm? They kind of stick around to the, this one? Absolutely. But let's take... Let's take battle, a battlefield. A lot of times a person is shot in battle, but their body is so full of adrenaline, their mind is mm -hmm. so focused on what's in front of them, they've got to do this or take that hill, they have no idea they died. I have encountered thousands upon thousands upon thousands of these people. And it's not that they did something bad, it's that they were really focused. Mm -hmm. uh, there was a, um, my brother worked for a Screen Actors Guild in Hollywood for years, and he called me frantic one night, and a friend of his, who's a Hollywood producer, uh, was in a car accident. Her car broke down, she's on the side of the road, she was sideswiped, and she died. And he said, I can, I can sense her, she doesn't know she's dead. And when I contacted her, I said, you know, I hate, I hate to be the one to tell you that you, did, you died, you got sideswiped, and she said, you don't understand. I have a nail appointment tomorrow. I have a meeting with Paramount next week. I can't be dead. I can't be dead. And I said, uh, yeah, you are. It's over. I'm so terribly sorry. And I brought in an enormous angel, and I wrapped her with these healing, these special healing blankets and enabled her to cross over. And she was in shock. So 
sometimes your death is so fast, so unexpected, that you do not understand what's happened to you. And it's, it's the compassion any of us would want for ourselves to have someone say a prayer that basically opens a doorway that enables you to help them to find the light. And mm. it doesn't matter whether they believe any of this, this crazy stuff they will say or not. It doesn't matter. Well, I have I have clairvoyance, and I just heard somebody say, "Better be careful what door you do open." Uh, hey, by the way, I want to welcome uh, Marie Flowers and uh, Southern Boy just joining us in the live chat. And if you guys have a question for uh, Tina Irwin, jump in the live chat on the website or on the YouTube streaming channel on the right, and those questions will come to us through our moderator Jade there. And speaking of questions, um, Tina, we have this from Mexico unexplained. It says, uh, "Tina." Are you saying there is there is Christ in the afterlife, and then saying there is religion? What if you're not a Christian? Of course, there's Christ in the afterlife, and if you were born on an island in the Pacific and you never heard of Jesus Christ, Christ, the blessing, the beauty, the power that is the energy of Christ, would never judge that person, but would simply welcome them with the most beautiful light of Christ consciousness you could imagine. I mean, not everyone has heard of Jesus Christ as much as we would love them to have heard of him. And when you cross someone over, you open that person up to that light of the light. It's, it's called the light of Christ consciousness. Mm -hmm. And it is so staggering in its beauty, its warmth, and its welcoming. Truly, truly, this is the compassion each of us would want for ourselves. Mm -hmm. Um. So I, we we have a we have a um, a poll on on the website there related to tonight's topic and that is of course uh, uh, talking about ghosts and, and such. But uh, I'm going to take a look and we'll we'll, we'll see where we stand with that uh, particular poll. Um, it comes up right here. All right. So have you seen a ghost? And the results so far is 50% uh, said no, never seen one. 28% said they have seen one. Somebody said, or at least 14% said, we saw an evil spirit, and then somebody said there's no such thing. So so we have, so if you combine the people say there's no such thing as ghosts, seems like that's what your mother would tell you, um, and then there are those who have never seen one, that's, that would be the largest category. Do you, have you ever had any proof that ghosts exist? <laughs> well, yeah. yes, that would be an understatement. Ghosts absolutely exist, and you have to go back to physics. Because the first law of thermodynamics is energy is neither created nor destroyed. I don't have to prove to you to, that there are ghosts because it's a basic law of physics. So the energy, Daniel, that animates you, that gives you personality, that gives you strength and energy, if something caused you to have an immediate death, that personality doesn't leave. The body is like a cocoon. It, you shed it and you become something else. It's the cycle, it's purely the cycle of life. Mm -hmm. And it's having crossed over many a Christian minister, many individuals who are very, very Christian, who they were haunting a family member and they didn't, they didn't understand what to do. Because people go to church, and it's wonderful that they go to church. I, I think church is extremely important on a sociology level, you need the interaction and the camaraderie and the and the love that you feel there, whether no matter what your faith is. Because when I'm dealing with the dead, I don't get to pick and choose. I help everybody. Mm. When when you have that that feeling, 
when you die, you simply change form. Like when you boil water, it becomes steam. Mm -hmm. The steam then falls or it's, or it's fog and it's still, it's always water. Who you are never stops being who you are. Mm. And that's what Christ meant when he talked about life ever after. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He didn't talk about, oh, you're going to be compost now. Mm -hmm. So, yes, having met thousands of them and, you know, especially, I don't know why ghost hunters always go to haunted houses. All you have to do is walk in any emergency room. If you have any psychic ability, you will be bombarded to the point you just feel like madness will set in. So, and I know an awful lot of psychics that have that problem. Well, I, I don't, I don't, I don't want to be driven insane. Maybe I better not go in there. <laughs> well, I'm you know, any more insane than I already am. Well, but, I mean, we're all a little crazy, but having having spent 20 years in the military, there are story after story of miracles that happen to people, and some of those miracles involve the energy of the divine and and some of them are just ghosts mm -hmm. and it took me a lot of years to figure out how do you cross over a ghost when I when I we were stationed in Charleston uh, we had a very haunted house the house was 18 months old but the property went back to the 1600s and we had a very mischievous ghost who did a staggering amount in ghost stories from the ghost point of view volume one that's the first story in the book because this this ghost, we named him Jake, this ghost drove us stark raving mad, the things that were done to us. And then I started asking my neighbors, and I risked people thinking I was crazy. And one by one, they told me their stories that, yes, our houses are all haunted. The entire neighborhood is haunted. Even the real estate agents knew it. Mm -hmm. And South Carolina passed a law that says that you have to disclose if your house is haunted. Not if somebody dies, if your house is haunted. Wow. I mean, they must know something. Well, you mentioned, you mentioned the Bible. The Bible says that uh, we're compassed about by a, a, a great host of witnesses. And in another place it says, be careful to entertain strangers, for some have entertained angels unaware. So, And even when Jesus appeared to the disciples, they thought he was a ghost. So it seems that, that we live in a really crowded dimension. Oh, that's there, there's things everywhere. Certainly, there are things everywhere. Yes, you're absolutely, you're absolutely correct about that. But there's also the concept that if if you suspect you have a ghost, you shouldn't have to go find a medium. And I have people contact me privately. You know, I shouldn't be talking to you. I, I shouldn't be talking to you. It's like I I'm not going to judge you. Talk to me. Mm -hmm. Don't talk to me. I mm -hmm. I don't care. Mm -hmm. If I can help you, I'm going to do that all day long. Mm -hmm. And the the Crossing over prayer uh, has been used all over the world. I've especially, there's also a crossing over prayer for people who took their own life for suicide. Uh, there's a very interesting example of a woman who was had suicidal ideation. And uh, in working with this woman, it was discovered she had 17 family members take their own lives. 17 family members. When all of those family members were crossed over, her suicidal ideation stopped because they were all with her. And she she couldn't she couldn't see a ghost, she didn't feel it, but she knew she kept feeling this pressure to take her own life. 
after that, she got married, she got her business really going, and she was able to move forward with her life because she did an exceedingly compassionate act. Mm-hmm. And that's why the, that's why all this, these crossing over prayers were written. Anyone in the privacy of their own home, in a forest, wherever you want, you can say these prayers, which in each prayer you're asking God to help someone else. Tina, uh, what did you do in the military? I was a terrorist expert for the submarine force. Mm-hmm. I mean, they sent me to anti-terrorist school. I mean, when you can blow up cars and buses and planes, you're, you don't have problems with your teenagers. So, so you saw dead people in that capacity? No, I didn't. Um, I just was, had an uncanny ability to read my crew. I had 150 men work for me at any given time. And I designed equipment that would protect submarines from terrorist attack. I had $100 billion in assets to protect. Mm-hmm. So it was a very challenging job. And I wasn't doing psychic work in the Navy. Unfortunately, I still had psychic ability and things still happened to me, but I didn't use it for the Navy. When I retired, it just sort of exploded. Mm. Now, the, the Indians it seemed like they were always saying, or they believed that their ancestors, uh, either in spirits of animals, or maybe they're just existing around them and they're always calling on their ancestors. So is it, do they, and you, you may not be an Indian expert, I'm just saying it's kind of associated with ghosts. We would say, well, if you're talking to your ancestors, you're probably talking to a ghost. But is it that they don't, they don't believe that their ancestors go somewhere else that they kind of hang around to as well? And But sort of in our culture, we just say that it's, it's ghosts, but in their culture, it's their ancestors? Every culture on earth has a frame of reference for a ghost. They can feel something. These people aren't crazy, especially children. And as far as Native Americans, I am not an expert at Native Americans, Mm -hmm. although I spent an awful lot of time in Monument Valley in Arizona. There's an, an energy there that pretty much defies belief. It's so profound. And Native American tribes always were in balance with the land and nature and the rituals for their dead were extremely important to them because they believed that those rituals enabled their loved ones to move to the correct place. So they knew that there was life after death because they could feel, and they talked about the great spirit, they talked about the great white father, they understood nature, they understood the balance of nature, mm-hmm. they understood how to work with the land and not abuse the land. Mm-hmm. We well, can learn an enormous amount from the, the lessons of the Native Americans. Atina, um, it's, it's widely known that if you go to Gettysburg Battlefield, particularly at night, I suppose, that you may see lights in the fields or you may hear cannons or guns firing. And a lot of people have reported that because it was such a, a traumatic place where so many men died at such a small space of time is it that those soldiers are they will they be fighting that war forever um yes to be blunt i've moved on thousands upon thousands upon thousands of civil war dead and uh, it's just and all these stories in these books talk about civil war dead and these people are dedicated to doing their job. They're good people. They're still doing their job, and they don't know they're dead. I I was called to clear a house in Virginia Beach many years ago, and I said, I don't want anyone to tell me what the ghost is doing, because then, then whatever I say, they'll say, oh, well, I already told you 
So that's how you knew. And and I go, no, don't tell me. So I I remote view any location on Earth. If somebody says, oh, I'm in North Dakota or South Dakota, I can project and see what's there. And when I when I did that, this woman in Civil War clothing covered with blood says, what took you so long? I need help. And I said, so you know you're dead? She said, yeah, I'm a nurse. But see these 200 guys over here? They have no idea they're dead, and I just can't leave them. I said, so you saw the light come? She said, of course I do, but I can't convince them that they died with me. Can you help me, please? And as I'm, as I'm crossing all these 200 guys over, her name was Helen Stanton, and she's one of the most remarkable ghosts I ever met. And I, I feel very emotional when I talk about her dedication to her love of humanity. It's one of the things that when you study the life of Christ, Christ loved humanity. And if you love them to that degree, you would want to help them whether they're mm. alive or dead. Mm -hmm. And so did Helen. Mm. Uh, Tina, uh, we had a bit of a, a trouble, just, I don't know if you call it technical trouble, but before you came on, a couple instances of uh, um, um, trepidation came up between get, getting you scheduled on the program. But I noticed the very first time in, in, in an email you mentioned, I thought you said something like, here we go, as, as if, and I, I thought you were suggesting that you, you have been, as, as what you do, is being interfered with. Did, did oh, I get I that? Been, I've been doing radio since 2009. I worked, I, my first book was originally published by the Edgar Casey Center in Virginia mm -hmm. Beach. Yeah. And I did dozens and dozens and dozens of radio shows for them. Mm -hmm. And we had problem after problem with the show, with electrical. One woman had a lightning storm, and another woman was hit by a tornado. So we had to end mm -hmm. the show. So those things are not unusual. Yeah, so I, I guess I did pick up pick up that right this evening. And I thought, well, doing just a couple little things there. And I'm just wondering if, 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 if there's a... Absolutely right. Absolutely right. So would that be from the... A negative, the negative realm that doesn't want your ability or your knowledge to be... Well, imagine that you don't get to interfere with a living, with a... I, I call them precious souls, because every single soul on earth is precious, whether they're alive or dead. Uh, and when this message, and I am deeply grateful to you for giving me an opportunity to share these concepts... People can choose to accept them or reject them. They don't have to believe me. I, I don't expect people to believe me automatically. But the crossing over prayer is on my website, and it doesn't hurt to try it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, have a, uh, I did a radio show in, with a host in Holland, and he took the prayer, and he started walking through battlefields throughout um, you know, Holland and Belgium and throughout Europe. And he would do it at night, and he would just say this prayer over and over and over, and he would feel this shift, and sometimes he would feel thank yous, thank you, thank you. This longing for the battle to be over mm -hmm. is so overwhelming that this is pure spiritual service at the highest level. Mm. So again, thank you for even letting me get to say that. Okay, well, sure. Uh, and I want to for the people watching the program and in the live chat. If you've ever, and it seems like a lot of people have this testimony, but if you've ever lived in a haunted house or currently 
live in, in a house where you feel like there's an entity in your house, just put a, put a yes, a simple yes in the uh, in the uh, chat there, and we can just look at it that way. If you have a, a short blurb about it, that would be good too. I can rattle that off. Uh, but if you, if you feel like you're dealing with it or have dealt with it, and I can say my, to myself, uh, some entity of some type t- tried to kill me when I was young and in my own house. And, uh, Happened to me too. Happened to me too. Well, there you go. Okay, we got one. Uh, and now the numbers are coming. People are starting to chime in. So we've got a yes there. But so for those in, in, who took the poll said there's no such thing, I might beg to differ. I'm not saying they're good or bad. Uh, I would probably err on the bad. But there's something out there. And there's well, there's more than, there's a lot of things out there. Um, I mean, we, we sometimes we talk about monsters on this show. And, and every every time we do, there's a new type of monster out there. So we got we got dog man running around, we got Bigfoot running around, you know. Now we got we got ghosts, we got poltergeists, we got demons, we got evil spirits. I mean, there, this this thing is crazy out here. Uh, and I think it, uh, you know, if we can learn a little bit more about that that spiritual world, I mean, we should be spiritual people should be the knowledgeable people and the experts in the spiritual realm. But mo- most of the time, they run away from any kind of knowledge of the spiritual realm. So here we go. Let me read a couple of things in case you, if you're, maybe you can read the chat. I don't know how you got your thing going, but uh, said we have yes, uh, yes as a child. This person here, Tammy Ellis, says, I can't sleep in my bedroom because of something. Um, oh, I have some tools for her. I can help her tonight. Oh, well, let's go for it. Uh, Tammy Hall, do you want to... Do you want some help? Just put that in the live chat. Now, there is a delay, Tina, between That's the time. Okay. So we'll That's see okay. if, if uh, Tammy says but she can't sleep. In, she's, her, bed, her bed's in the den now. So that's some serious stuff going on there. Now, Rose says uh, either ghosts or, or demons. And so, I mean, so I've had some supernatural experiences. And I, sometimes I don't go, you know, necessarily look for them. Sometimes they'll just interfere with your life. And now, when you say as a ghost helper, you're, are, are you talking about friendly like casper the friendly ghost and do you ever end up with a poltergeist that doesn't like what you're doing and they're not going anywhere no matter what you say oh yeah they've tried to kill me more than on on many 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 occasions so i mean it's not my first radio believe me uh but for people especially children who are afraid to be in their room or adults let me give them a few really really simple tips that can make a huge difference the old-fashioned Christmas lights that had the large Christmas bulbs in them that were green, put those in a nightlight or go to Home Depot or Lowe's or whatever and get a, a green party light. The frequency of green is so powerful in those lights that those entities can't cross it. It's one of the simplest things, especially for children. Your children aren't imagining it. So many psychic children I've helped. And I help their parents. I will not work with a child. I only work with a parent. So the parent never loses the authority of being a parent. Okay. You need a green light bulb. That's the first thing. Okay. Play the music of Mozart. It's all frequency. God is the first mathematician. God is the first scientist. God is all sciences. And all science goes back to frequency. You can raise the frequency using the music of Mozart, which is the highest frequency in the known world right now. You don't have to hear it. You can have it on low. Put it on a continuous loop. You can play a green light bulb. You can spray sweet orange oil. You can spray lavender around. It's a layered effect. If you're in Minnesota in January, you're not walking out there in your underwear. You have layers of clothing to protect you. 
when you deal with the spiritual realm, you need layers of protection. And you would not believe what's in my house. I have salt lamps everywhere. Salt works in every dimension. You can visualize a salty rain. It's raining inside your house. But if you visualize it's raining salt, you will literally burn these entities and they will hate you. It gives you, my job is to empower people. They shouldn't have, I mean, yes, I work with people privately, but you shouldn't have to have a medium. In the, in the um, Crossing Over Prayer book, there's a dark intelligence removal prayer. You can say that prayer every night. Mm-hmm. I mean, that book's also an audio book. So there are prayers that will help you as well. You're asking God to help you. You're mm-hmm. stating your intention. Okay, so Tammy did respond. It um, seemed like a little tre- trepidation on her part, but she said she would take the help. She has a ghost in her house. Yeah, she can say the crossing over prayer. She can ask, okay. um, if she may want to ask neighbors. Okay. Uh, uh, like I say, the house in Charleston that we had was a new house, but the land was haunted because it went back to the 1600s. Mm-hmm. An earthquake fault will also be an area of, of potentially a lot of poltergeist or ghostly action. So uh, all of those things make a difference. And this is a, this, this is a prayer book, but it's a tool book. And a lot of people use sage. Let me, let me tell you, sage is great for sausage if you're going to do a ceremony, but sage will not ever get rid of a ghost. You need frankincense. They're called frankincense tears. They're little like beads. Mm-hmm. Well, and, there's a, and frankincense and myrrh, if you burn those as resins, not incense, resins, you will clear your house. Hmm. Right now we have in, in our back, can you hear music? A little bit, yeah. Okay, we're playing Mozart Requiem in D minor. So are we pissing off, are we pissing off some ghosts? Uh, you could, it's not the ghost you piss off. Actually, the ghost might find that really helpful. It's the, the darker beings. And when you have war, when you have a lot of fear in the population, which we have right now, it lowers people's frequency. Fear lowers immunity. It's all science. Not the crappy science we've been hearing about, but real science. When you are strong and confident, you are projecting that to everyone else. I mean, it's like years and years ago, probably showing my age, but when John Wayne or Gary Cooper, you know, walked on a, you know, on a set, wherever they were, this person, this personality projected strength and power. But if you're living in fear, that lowers that frequency and it makes you feel vulnerable to illness and to things that can be dark. Is that making any sense? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you really give some helpful tip, tips here. Uh, I saw somebody in the live chat said that uh, they were uh, they had this sort of function to, to, to sprinkle salt. And, uh, you know, I guess if you add salt, anointing oil, green light, Mozart, we're going to kick some some ghost butt. Yeah, here's, a, here's a simpler way to do the salt thing. Visualizing salty rain works. I do it every night myself. All the tips I'm suggesting to other people, I do myself. Uh, if uh, A lot of times you can use a salt lamp in your room. They give this beautiful glow. But you can also go to a feed store for horses and cattle, and they have these little four-pound bricks. And just put a couple of those under your bed. That's a lot of salt concentrated. 
Uh, you can put a glass of water by your bed at night with salt in it. A couple times your cat won't drink out of it after that. <laughs> um, it will it will absorb darkness so that it won't come to you. And if you pray right before you go to sleep and you ask for angels, and in the prayer book there are several different prayers to ask for angels. Angels earn positive karma by helping human beings. Ask for them. Don't worry that you're imposing. They want you to impose. I mean, I have a whole cadre I use all the time, especially when you have loved ones. So you can ask for those things when you pray and bathe at night. You wash off negativity. I learned this from a from a, an Egyptian architect. is an incredible man. I, so many amazing teachers. But when you pray, you enter the sleep state in a state of grace. That's really powerful. So I'm going to stop chattering for a minute. Am I, how am I doing? <laughs> pretty good, pretty good. This is great. Um, by the way, I want to welcome to the show in the live chat, Jim Shook, Raul, Richard Brower, Rosette, and G-O-N all just joined us here in the live chat. By the way, those of you watching the program, if you have a question for Tina Irwin, uh, put it in the live chat, and they'll come to us here in the program here as well. All right, Tina, let's get to a few of the viewers' questions here. This is from Freely Speaking. Do ghosts who don't know they're dead continue to live their old lives until all of their family dies? Uh, they can't see that their family dies. Because if you're on a battlefield, if you're still at an accident site and you, you're frustrated because no one hears you or you're ricocheting, you might know that something happened and you ricochet because you can travel with the speed of thought because you're not encumbered by a physical body. So if you're doing that, you may or may not see that someone dies. I had a ghost in, in again, in Virginia Beach, and I, uh, the owner of the home was a NASA uh, science scientist. He was a rocket scientist, and he just didn't believe any of this. And he had a ghost who knew she was dead, but she was in love with a living person, and she turned the light on for him. And uh, she, she died a horrible death in the Civil War. Uh, and I crossed her over. She could see her loved ones leave, but she didn't want to leave. Mm. She made she had a free will choice, so she knew she was dead. People who don't know they're dead, they don't know if their relatives die and cross over. Mm. By the way, welcome, uh, Doreen8951. All right, got another question for you. It says, um, uh, I guess the people in the chat would like you to remote view somebody, uh, Mexico un explained volunteer Mexico unexplained I believe he lives I think he lives in California uh, is that something you can do can you remote view him uh, he has to contact me privately okay and how would he go about I, doing that um, he can uh, send me an email at contact at ghosthelpers.com okay uh, hopefully uh, uh, Mexico unexplained heard that all right let's get to another question then Rose says Tina do you know if ghosts or how do you know that ghosts aren't really demons uh, sometimes you don't know that because let's say that you have a murderer. And I, I want to take a moment to discuss murderers because this is a really important uh, discussion. <laughs> murderers can appear to be demons because a murderer doesn't stop the negativity that they projected in life. They don't stop and become holy in death. And they can continue to haunt the living. Let's say that this person murdered several people, but somebody got away. 
they can not only haunt the dead that they killed, they can haunt the person they didn't kill. Whoa. So what you will find in the Crossing Over Prayer book is a prayer to cross over murderers so that they will not haunt anybody anymore. Mm. And a murderer, when they die, it's like pieces of their soul are sheared off because they come in with absolutely no conscience and you can see it by the age of three. Wow. Well, it seems to me there's a whole lot of people these days that don't have, don't seem to have a conscience, so I think you got a lot, you may have a lot more business that way. All right, um, question come in, Satina, why, why are ghosts trapped here? Well, because no one tells them what to do when you die. I mean, let's take the movie Ghost that had Patrick Swayze and Demi Moore and Whoopi Goldberg. Okay. That was an extremely accurate film. All right. That's, so Patrick Swayze is murdered, and he's angry. He's really angry. All right. And he, he sees the lights. And he knows that he should probably go for it, but he's so confused and he's so angry. He wants to do something. Now, they dramatized it. But the, those horrible beings that came after those two, the, the murderers, mm-hmm. those horrible beings are called lower realm intelligences. Okay. And I've seen them for years. And I remove them. Whoa. Something that I do. Okay. But if you you don't know the difference between them, and they they can harass the living, let's say that somebody had a crack house. Okay. That's a super low frequency. If there's a crack house, you should level it and just make it green space. Yeah. No one should ever live in it. Um, there are because they are horrible things in those in those pieces of property. Um, you can also have some of these really dark beings come after you when you are drinking a lot of alcohol. It's probably mm. not a happy subject, but alcohol lowers your frequency a lot. And the mm-hmm. more alcohol you drink, the lower your frequency. It's why if you're really knowledgeable as a psychic, you cannot have any alcohol ever. Mm. Because it, you can't afford to have your frequency lowered because then you become vulnerable. That's why so many women end up with date rape because they're, they're in a bar and there's alcohol and they're trusting. They like to think they could trust. I, I just feel so bad for them. Mm. So there are two psychiatrists that talk about the fact that an alcoholic can have up to, are you sitting down for this? Yes, you are, 60 ghosts in their body at a time. This is Dr. Raymond Moody and Dr. Bruce Goldberg. I could not have made that up. I would have said 10, but they said in their experience, they have seen that many. And yeah, I did just say that. And, um, uh, Dr. Edith Fiore has also done, she has to remove the ghosts who are with people who drink alcohol every time. Well, Tina, this she is... she does a regression. We got, people, we got people watching the show right now that are participating. They're, they are in, in, in enjoying alcoholic beverages as we speak. Uh, should, are they go see some ghosts tonight? I don't know. Because if you're drunk, you don't see the ghosts. You have to understand, when a person dies who is an alcoholic, the craving for alcohol doesn't stop with death. It continues, so they're not going to cross over. They're going to look for someone who's drinking, join them, and get them to drink more. That's why stopping alcoholism is so hard, because Mm -hmm. they want to, they keep telling that living person, Let's get a drink. Let's get a drink. Or if they're a drug no, addict, you must let's be talking more drugs. Biblically, you must be talking something different because uh, 
there's one scripture that says, take a little wine for your stomach's sake, and it says, wine maketh merry. Um, and of course, it, I mean, obviously it also says, you know, you shouldn't be, you know, the drunkards won't inherit the kingdom of God uh, either. But it does seem like it allows for a little bit of alcohol in one's life. For a little bit of alcohol is one thing. If you're drinking five Manhattans or three whis three three to ten whiskeys, or you've you've got a bottle all the time, or you're a quote functioning alcoholic, right? You're not really going to know who you are, and you know this is true because people will say, you know, when he drinks, he becomes a different person. Yeah, heard that. I don't I I don't know her when he drinks, or an alcoholic will do something and he'll have absolutely no memory because basically it's a form of possession. Right. I mean, I, the first miracle Jesus did was turn water into wine. You know, so I guess I guess you know there there are some some places for that. But I I definitely agree with you. I think all of us can remember or know somebody who who when they would drink would become a completely different person. Of course, now they call alcohol spirits anyway. So, and I've always wondered is that is that just kind of a play on words or, or is that a thing? I don't call alcohol. I. I don't use the word spirits because it's like pointing at an animal and saying that's, you know, that's an animal. You want to know what is it? Cause there's ghosts. There are lower realm intelligences. There are uh, black magicians that operate in these realms. There's, it's a population of beings. So I'm, I tend to be more specific. I'm also not the person that says, if you have psychic ability, you're gifted. Believe me. I wish I didn't have to have this, but I can do this. So, uh, you know, when you're in the military, you're in the service of others. So, you know, I spent 20 years in the Navy, which I dearly loved, dearly loved the Navy. Um, worked with the finest men you could ever want to work for um, and work with. Oh, okay. And, um, and so you still want to be in service. So if you have psychic ability... One of the most important things you can do is ask yourself, how can I use this to be of service to others? And it's not flipping cards or telling futures or doing Ouija boards and seances. Mm -hmm. It Spiritual work is really hard work. Mm. That's my, I'm going to get off my platform here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Hey, I like it when people get on the platform. All right. And welcome, uh, wonderfully created, and Scotty in the live chat. All right. Um, question says, um, this is from Richard. says, Tina, what do you think about people who worship Satan and perform child sacrifice. I not good. I suppose. I, well, there's, sometimes there are no words. Those individuals have literally sold their souls, and when someone has done that, they have basically signed a type of contract. And my in my own research, because having crossed over thousands and thousands of of ghosts who were human trafficked, I can assure you that the torture these people felt, these aren't rumors, this isn't misinformation, this is no shit real. These people were, horrible things happened to them. And, and I have prayers in this book for people who were victims of human trafficking. And I had one woman who was um, kidnapped and then she was, she was murdered and I, I, you know, I was clearing this house, and there was this woman there, and she said, you know, the only thing that has helped me, I can't cross over because my, 
my torturers, they just, I feel like they're holding on to me. Mm -hmm. But I could hear my mother praying for me. And mm -hmm. I want everyone in your audience to think about that. In this woman's, in this soul's darkest moments, she could hear her mother praying for her. And I said, you know, I like to think maybe your mother's prayers were answered, even though I can't go to her and tell her I crossed you over. I don't, mm -hmm. I don't do that. You said, that, you know. Tina, you said that the uh, Mozart uh, affects ghosts. Would, uh, would how about uh, uh, Richard Wagner, uh, Wagner's Ride of the Valkyries? Would that do anything to him? Um, a lot of Wagner's work is really good. Chopin, Vivaldi. Um, Beethoven, Bach, uh, Mozart, Strauss, Schubert, some of all of these, so, things, so, even some of the work of John Williams, you know, an American modern composer. So do the, they, they have that, so, so Wagner would affect them the same way? Yes, it's a very dynamic, powerful music. Um, if you're, some, some of the most beautiful music is uh, someone named Catherine Jenkins. Her over the rainbow will just send chills up and down your spine. It's just so staggeringly beautiful mm. to enable you to feel. It lifts you up. Music lifts you up. Okay, and Singing so lifts you up. And so, what does it do to a ghost? Does it lift them up too? For a ghost, it makes the ghost feel like they are less tortured. For a dark intelligence, it says, "I can't go there." When I when I worked for the Navy and I. I interviewed a lot of different uh, public companies, and one of them was Southland Corporation. And I said, you know, what do you do to prevent robberies? Because I had a huge learning curve. It's not like you go into that job and you know how to protect a submarine. <laughs> and so um, they said, well, we play elevator music. We play Montavani outside of our um, stores, and it keeps a lot of... Uh, people who don't mind it it's not their favorite music they don't mind it they come in mm. but people who like a lower frequency music they can't walk through the door mm. He's in a, and it's a gentle non-intrusive we're not putting barbed wire around our store but it keeps a certain frequency kind of person out so we know that some companies who are trying to do crime prevention are using music they also know that the more trees you have around a place, it reduces crime as well. So right. you're looking at what reduces negativity. I have another book called Karma and Frequency, and I discuss all the things you can do to raise frequency for yourself. And then I also show you all the things that lower your frequency. Maybe you're not aware of it. Hmm. All right, we have this question here. Um, somebody says they have frankincense essential oil. Will that work? I would put that on your third eye, right here above your, you know, in your forehead. I would put it on your solar plexus. And the reason you put it on your solar plexus, I'm so glad someone asked that, I heard that, is because your solar plexus is what connects you to every person you've ever met, every place you've ever been, everything you've ever seen, every, every location, everything you've ever touched. It's called an Aka cord. And all of those connections, all of those Akka chords create what are called Akashic records. And that's the record of your entire soul existence, life after life after life. Mm -hmm. Some people don't believe in reincarnation. That's fine. But for the soul, you don't ever want to lose the precious experiences you had in this life. 
you, some of them are really hard earned mm. and they're precious to you. Mm-hmm. So when you put um, frankincense on your solar plexus, mm-hmm. you keep dark things from connecting to you. And you can also put it on your wrists because energy enters the body through the left side and goes out the right. You want to keep your own energy with you. Uh, the, the Bible says, uh, there's, a, there's a scripture in there that says, uh, let the dead bury the dead. So I'm just wondering, uh, was that suggesting maybe that they're, the, the, the dead people, they're, they, they have an assignment maybe to help other dead people stay dead? I honestly do not know what that means. I'm not going to pretend that I know. Okay. I can only tell you that the living have power now. They can mm-hmm. do something. Mm-hmm. Just, and if somebody doesn't like my prayer, they can make their own. Mm-hmm. It's the goodness in your heart that matters the most. Yeah. In, in, in the movie uh, Doom with, uh, with, with The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, there's a line in there where they're fighting zombies and they say, kill these zombies and this time make sure the dead stay dead. So some people would just be happy if, if the dead would stay dead rather than haunt the living. Now, is it that they're really haunting the living or they just don't know what to do and they're just kind of milling around and we interact with them? It's both. It's absolutely both. Those are, when, when, you go to, when you go to a battleground, and, and I'm in Washington State. It's not like we had a lot of wars here, but I grew mm-hmm. up in North Carolina. And, and so... Are you by uh, Seattle? I'm in Blaine, Washington. We're the last exit before Canada. We're 2,500 feet from the border. They have a beautiful house here. Anyway, growing up in the South, they have Civil War and the War of 1812 and Revolutionary War. You've got what are called stacks of time. And when you study Einstein's concepts, and if you're going to study metaphysics, you can't just, you have to study every aspect of science you can wrap your brain around, including Einstein's concepts of time. So you have a stack of revolutionary war. So I can go to a location and sift through multiple stacks of time and clear ghosts from four or five different stacks of time. But I'm only allowed to clear the ghosts that are presented at the time. I, there, there are limits to my ability, mm. and I don't control those limits. Somebody else manages me to, to, to do that. Mm. Um. All right, let's get to another another question. Could demons or other evil spirits be keeping human ghosts here? Yes. Absolutely. So that is an outstanding question. That's an outstanding question. That part of the issue of when people think of demons, if something isn't as human trafficking, serial killers, to me they're demonic and they hold on to their living victims to their dead victims. They mm-hmm. hold on to their ghosts mm-hmm. and they take they torture them. And and I hate I, I hate the thought that that is going to bring someone who had a, a murdered loved one pain. I'm truly truly sorry and I've done many talks to parents of murdered children. Oh. That's a tough crowd. <laughs> Let me tell you. Um, you don't ever want to say to them, "Gee, I know how you feel" because I don't know how they feel. Mm-hmm. But I have some tools to help them and help their their loved ones. And so, yes, these demonic things can hold a person based on their frequency. Mm. And if you can raise the frequency and if you are worried about your loved one, ask that angels surround that soul. If you, people say they feel 
you know, they feel something lightly touch their wrist or their arm, or they feel a presence. Those people are not crazy. Mm-hmm. That has been felt from from recorded and pre-recorded history. These people mm. are not crazy. They know what they feel. And so because of that, the more that you use the power of prayer, and I, I want to talk just, just a second about when I talk about the power of prayer. I'm not mm. just throwing words around. All right, right. All thought is energy. Let's go back to physics. All thought is energy. So if someone is angry and they send a a dark energetic thought, which we're seeing a lot in the media right now, it's creating massive fear where it isn't necessary. No. You use the power of your thought in prayer. That power can go right through the ether or the fourth dimension anywhere in the world to any soul and, and they feel better, but they don't know why. Hmm. That's that's important. Okay, somebody says they use bacon bacon grease instead of essential oil. Well, to each his own. All right, um, Car- Oh, here's a question. Somebody said that they frequently lose their keys, and they're wondering, could it perhaps be a ghost that is moving the keys around playing games? Yes, they're called mischievous ghosts, and they do that. They move things around. Um, they knock things off. Um, well, I call them sons of bitches. They'd try that well, with me. <laughs> well, you can. Yeah, I'm sure we all have names for them. Uh, the ghost in uh, Charleston stole things. He stole uh, a diamond earring and you know contact lenses and my son's shoes and my wallet. I can go on and on in the amount that was stolen. And when we moved, we didn't ever get it back. And my husband and I were both retired commanders. We, we are extremely organized. They, they were never found. The ghosts took them. Mm-hmm. So, yes, you can have things literally disappear. By the way, thank you and your husband for service. Thank you. We loved, we loved the Navy, um, and we are dedicated to the Constitution. Hmm. Okay. I took an, I took an oath, and it's, it means something to me. Well, that's really good to hear. I think more people need to pay attention to that Constitution. I think a lot of people died for it. A lot of people died for the Constitution. And the Constitution of the United States is the flagship for the planet. And every effort that every American makes to support and defend the Constitution of the United States makes a difference. So I'll get off my uh, bandbox. (laughs) <laughs> well, I think the people in the chat like it when you get on your on your soapbox there. Yeah. Um, Bear says, uh, what's the oldest ghost you've ever encountered? Um, it used to be I couldn't seem to go back more than 400 years, but I've been able to go back six or 700 years. Um, some of them were in Europe. Um, some of them... Uh, some of them are Native Americans that uh, that a few of them were Native Americans, but for the most part, uh, there were people in Europe. Um, mm. Some people, they, yeah, they were mm-hmm. they were Europeans. They came. Uh, uh, I read a story a couple of years back that uh, I think it was in England. They found a, or maybe it was in Transylvania. They found a graveyard. They were getting ready to build. They found a graveyard, and some of the skeletons had bricks stuffed in their jaws and the lore was that the locals believed that they would come back as vampires 
but they couldn't do it if they stuck a brick in their mouth, so they couldn't go bite nobody. So they, and you mentioned earlier in the first hour that cultures all over the world say that there's some kind of ghost presence out there. But over the eons of time, wouldn't there have to be billions or trillions of them running around? Uh, yes, sir. So, so you're, gonna have quite, you're going to be quite busy for a long time. I have been. I've been doing this for a very long time. I've been doing this for over 20 years. And the number that, of souls that I have crossed over are unimaginable numbers. Pol Pot's regime. Um, the, uh, World War II, 70 million people died. They talk about the 6 million Jews who were killed by Hitler. But a total of 70 million people died in World War II. I don't know what the number is in, in but World now, War but, I. But, but Tina, now everybody doesn't turn into a ghost, right? No. There are, there are people whose faith is so strong. And they believe... They believe, rightly so, that they are worthy of God's love. Uh, one of my clients years ago said, you know, my mother-in-law died, and I can feel her standing with me all the time. And I said, well, let's cross her over. And I have a process where I work with the individual, and uh, we cross them over together. And then the, then the client actually gets to see this happen. It's, it's really remarkable to see it. And we asked her, her mother-in-law, why didn't you cross over? You went to church five days a week and twice on Sunday. And she said, well, you know, I was born in sin and I died in sin, so God couldn't possibly really love me. And it was heartbreaking for me. And I said, you know what, see this beautiful angel I have for you right here? This is a testimony to your worthiness and your goodness. And if more people looked in the mirror and saw a good person, that at death they would cross right over mm. and the living I have held prayers for people who are have a loved one who's dying and people are dying in record numbers right now I'm mm -hmm. sure your room your chat room has noticed that death is up 40% in this country mm. um, well to the person who didn't feel loved I would quote him John three sixteen: for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. That sounds like a whole lot of love right there. It is a whole lot of love. It is a tremendous amount of love. But I think that people are so willing to take on guilt that isn't necessary. And, and I, when I talk about guilt, let's say that you had a family member who took their own life. Mm -hmm. And I have worked Which with, I have. And I don't really know of anyone who hasn't had some experience with suicide. Um, and uh, having crossed over thousands and thousands and thousands of them, they're always sorry. They don't believe anyone could ever understand their pain. Their torture was so complete. My neighbor, when I lived in San Diego, um, I discovered he was in my bedroom and, and he uh, blew his brains out. And I, I, I said, what are you doing here? And I hadn't hardened my house well enough. That doesn't happen anymore. Wow. And it's not, it's not said, like you to not be in a hardened position. No, it isn't. Um, I was still learning at the time. Okay. I had just you learned the remote view. Okay. Uh, you know, we all have a first day in we the do. first couple of years. And uh, he said, I saw these dark beings everywhere. They, were, they filled our house. And I said, well, that's because you, the woman who had the house before you went berserk and did horrible, horrible things in that house. And he said, well, we renovated it. That should have made a difference. I said, but it didn't remove the energy. It just didn't. And so 
I'm so sorry. I said, I, you know, I'm going to help you cross over. He says, I'm not crossing over. You know, you've got to go help my wife. You've got to go down the street and knock on the door and help her. And I said, that works really well on TV mm -hmm. if you, you know, you look like, you know, a movie star. But if you're just this ordinary person, they think that you're mm -hmm. harassing the family. Mm -hmm. And some people mm -hmm. call the police. You can't mm -hmm. do that. Mm -hmm. Not in real life. I have done it a couple of times, but it was not easy. And so I said, look. I am not going to go talk to your wife, but here's what I will do. I'm going to cross you over. I got these angels going to escort you and help heal your wounds and restore you. And there are counselors of divine wisdom on the other side. And when you get there, they're going to guide you in how best to help your wife. And you can talk to her in the sleep state. Mm -hmm. And he said, well, if it doesn't work out, can I come back? And I said, well, you know, I've, I've never had anybody come back. Not ever. And he said, all right. And in 24 hours, his wife left the house and never came back. Mm. Mm -hmm. So he did get the help, and he was a good man who was so sorry. And the kindest thing I could do was to, to cross him over. I had a lady in South Dakota whose son took his life, and several of the prayers in this book are dedicated to her because she asked me for very specific prayers to help her son after she crossed him over, she didn't feel she had done enough just crossing him over. She felt better. Her grief was less. But there are prayers that the, a family can say after a loved one has taken their life and been crossed over that you can continue to say to give them help in the heaven world. Mm -hmm. And all those prayers are always appreciated. It seems that uh, maybe some of the people you described to me, obviously you're the expert there, you met him and these type of things, but... I'm kind of hearing what I would describe as a, a, a sin consciousness, that, that, that nagging that you know you've done something wrong and you know there's no way you can make it right and, and that basic human knowledge that there must be a Savior out there that can take the place or make the payment for the sin that you've done. And if they don't, if, as long as they have that conscious, consciousness of, of not being perfect or having some sort of sin that they've done, some kind of deed, that needs to be forgiven, then uh, they, there's a chance that their life can be complete or they can realize sort of a salvation experience because some, when, because if they didn't, if they didn't have that consciousness, then it would be like you described the first hour, people who are walking around this country who seem to have no soul because they have no sin consciousness, it's gone. It's been seared, mine's been seared with a hot iron and they don't have any realization that stealing is wrong or rioting is wrong. But as long as that consciousness is there, they have hope that, that there is redemption that, as we mentioned in John 3.16, that they can have and then they can peaceably move on to the next realm. I, I, think, I think you're really bringing up an extremely important point and I'm really glad you brought that up. You have people who really have no conscience. It's, it's almost as if part of what makes us human has been removed. That's a mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. very wink, wink, interesting thought. Mm -hmm. And I'm reading when, a person, when a person has been taught morals and values and love and caring, they have... a there's really no healing without a connection to God. I, I don't care what your faith is. I don't care what your illness. When you have a connection to, to God, to Christ, that feeling that 
you know, there's a handshake between you. Yes, you're a merely mortal, and maybe you've not led a perfect life. You screwed up sometimes. Maybe you left your kid in a hot car and your child died. Maybe you think God can't possibly love you. But the nature of God, the nature of Christ, is love and forgiveness. And I hear this from, from souls all day long, that God couldn't love me, God couldn't love me. And I don't know what's happened, but if, if there's nothing else I do tonight, is to let everyone know that God can love you. God already loves you. And the power and the love and the blessings of God are open to every one of us everywhere on the planet. Mm. That's my soapbox. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Again, we like it when you get in your soapbox. That's, that's awesome. All right, let's get to a couple more questions for you. Um, well, this is a sexual question here. It says, can ghosts rape males and females? I think we know the answer to that question, but what do you? what's your take on that? That is a... Um, I have... And we can move on I, if you like. I, I, no, no, it's a very good question. And I've had ghosts... I've had ghosts who could stab someone in the back and leave marks in a living person. Mm -hmm. I've had people feel like they were raped while they were sleeping and there was no one there. I've had widows tell me they could feel their husband in bed with them and after they were crossed over that feeling stopped. Mm -hmm. So if a person is experiencing that there are avenues and I don't have a prayer for that other than crossing the soul over. Mm -hmm. but the But understanding that there's no such thing. There's no such thing. I'm sure Rod Serling would probably agree with this. Um, there's no such thing. There's no such thing. So having seen some astonishing things on the other side, uh, some horrific things, some things that would just, I hear things that make the angels weep. And it's really, really hard to hear the, these, these horror stories that happen to people, especially mm -hmm. the human trafficking. Yeah. All um, right. Those make a difference. Okay, uh, moving on. Um, have have ghosts ever told you details of a victim that needed rescuing from a murderer, and did you notify authorities to save them? Um, I have contacted authorities one time, but usually they try to arrest the psychic. So I don't generally do that. And that specific scenario, no. Um, I have I had a scenario where um, uh, somebody close to me was a BMW mechanic. They were a master mechanic. And um, nobody could figure out what was wrong with the car. And I was asked to remote view the car. And I could see this gorgeous blonde was a date for the night. And as her escort was strangling her, the energy of her death went through the block, the engine block, and I could point out the rods that were bent. Oh. And it was $40,000 for BMW to replace the engine, and when they took the engine apart, there were the bent rods. Mm. And um, I couldn't go to the police. I could tell you how she died. I could tell you there was sand in the car. I could tell you what she was wearing. But she, I couldn't get her name from her. She was so ashamed. Hmm. Uh, somebody in the live chat said they have woke up with scratches. Uh, yeah, it happened on, to me too. On them, and I, I do remember 
years ago, there was somebody here based in Indiana. Uh, his name was Lester Sumrall. He went and took a camp crew, I think he to to Brazil and did an exorcism. And while he was there, some demon manifested and started scratching the people that were there. And he got it on film. I mean, it's plain as day. Now, is is that a ghost? Can you help that ghost, or do we need to kill that ghost? Well, it's, you can't kill a soul, <laughs> but you can shift their, you can shift your frequency, and you can bring in something. And I'm, oh, here's another tip: get your pencils out. You can call in the spiritual police. There is such a thing. They're called spiritual police. They're a special type of angel, and I have them remove these horrible beings anytime I want. I don't put up with it. Um, absolutely, don't put up with it. And um, I just have them taken away. I have them removed to the correct realm. I pass my pay grade. I don't determine where they go. When I cross over a murderer or a thief or a vandal or a serial killer, mm-hmm. I don't determine where they go. In our father's house, there are many mansions. So I make sure that I have taken the karmically correct action that's within my realm of responsibility. Mm-hmm. But after that, that's not up to me. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure that answered your question, but yes, those things can definitely happen, especially if you're in a location, which can happen, and I've been to Brazil several times, we mm-hmm. have ritual sacrifice. That can happen yeah. in anywhere in the world. It doesn't have mm-hmm. to be Brazil. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, you, got the be- you got the beeper number for the spiritual police? Anyone can ask for them. I'm not special. Okay. Hey, by the way, I noticed we, on your website that says ghost helpers, are there more than one of you? Um, well, we're all ghost helpers when we say these prayers. Mm. I did have a partnership um, several years ago, but the partnership ended. So right mm. now, I'm the primary ghost helper, but I have people all over the world who are using the prayers. Mm-hmm. So that's the plural. See, I'm, I'm more of a ghost buster. If, if, I'm, if I got to deal with a ghost, I'm going to go bust them in the mouth. But you're a ghost helper. So, I mean, maybe if you got some bad ones, you can send them my way and I'll you know, do what I do. Well, you can do what you do, but a lot of the people that, that, for instance, children, children don't know they're dead. <laughs> they don't know what to do. Um, uh, my, my 11-month-old grandson all of a sudden starts screaming, a scream that my son and his wife have never heard before. And I get this phone call at 9 o'clock at night, and they said, can you remove you the house? They're only a mile away. Can you remove you the house? Something is bothering, you know, Jack. And I said, sure. And there was a seven-year-old girl there, and she was pinching him. And he was screaming because it hurt, and he could see her, and she's making all these terrible faces at him. And she died in another state. Her family moved up here, and so one of her other children was going to the school that my granddaughter was going to and my granddaughter brought the ghost home she was going home with a different kid every night and i and i talked to her and i said sweetie did you know can you tell me what you remember she says you know all my mommy does is cry she just sits on a chair and she cries and she won't talk to me and i said well what's the last thing you remember she said i was swinging and i said did you let go she said i was flying and i let my hands go like this and then I was standing next to mommy, and mommy was crying. So I brought in some children angels, and I brought big angels, and I said, "Sweetheart, you died. I am so sorry. That's why your mommy is crying." I, I wouldn't want to be the one to have to tell him. 
Why well, I tell a lot of people they're dead? It's not a fun thing. Hey, I, I saw somebody somebody in the live chat said they woke up with 35 ticks on them. Uh, it sounds like the plague of Egypt right there. Uh, so in the bag of dirty tricks, does that sound like something an a, a, a evil ghost would do? Uh, that sounds like somebody who has a... It sounds like more than that. Uh, there are... There is something called black magic. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I mean, you'd have to be little under a rock not to have heard of black magic. But black magic can create manifestations. And those manifestations can appear extremely real. I've seen people send flies. I've, they've sent black cats. They've sent insects. I've seen it happen. Uh, a variety of things take place. So that, yes, that can happen. I have not heard of that specifically. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean it doesn't couldn't take place. Well, I know somebody's got a bag of dirty tricks because they've been raising my gas prices. So that's that's coming out of there. Sounds like some kind of demon work there. Uh, have you ever heard of uh, Malachi Martin? I have not. Okay, uh, he was a frequent guest on Art Bell. He was always talking about demons, but not so much as uh, the the. the uh, uh, Casper the friendly ghost type, more like uh, the poltergeist kind. The poltergeist kind. Now, now, have you have you have you in, uh, start dealing with a ghost and ended up with battling the ghost like a poltergeist? Um, I was clearing a house once, and one of the things that happens with people, and I've heard this happen with children quite a bit, is they see someone called the man with the hat. And that, that phrase it re- is repeated over and over and over. And I have seen him, too, when I first started out. And um, they can bring in other really dark beings, really dark beings. And other things, they're like minions. You know, and they're, they're minions of these dark beings. And they do somebody's dirty work. And if somebody's playing using a Ouija board, mm-hmm. they've opened a doorway. I don't care what somebody says about tarot cards. When you use a tarot card deck, you have literally opened your, your house to hell. Oh. If you're conducting a seance, you've opened a doorway, and you have no idea who's coming through. No doubt. No. And I know people say, oh, well, I'm really good at the cards, and they're safe. Uh, newsflash, they're not ever going to be safe. They are always going to get you in trouble. Mm. Um. So, sort of, sort of recap there. You've given us a lot of tips, and among those tips are green lights, salt, oils, Mozart. Did we miss anything? The spiritual police. And the spiritual police. And that, I, I kind of like that one there too. Uh, angels what, now, and is angels. there and angels? Is, is now you got the spiritual police? Do you have like spiritual prosecutors or military? No, because- you have them removed to the correct realm once, and, and then your job's done. By, you know, in the military, there's a chain of command. Right. When you get to a place where you have, you know, a modest level of psychic ability, you must follow spiritual law to the letter, or you get yourself into trouble. So I recognize that I can bring in a spiritual police. I ask that that being be taken to the correct realm. I can't show any vengeance. I can't show prejudice. I have to be neutral. 
so that there's mm -hmm. no emotion associated with it, even when I see them doing horrific things. All right, I'm going out on a limb here. All right, people watching the show, has anybody played the Ouija board? Just put a yes or a no in the live chat, and we'll let that run for a little bit. We're going to find out. Uh, I can tell you about a little event happened in my family with a Ouija board. My, my older brothers uh, were upstairs playing the Ouija board. They wouldn't let me because I'm a little guy. Okay, I'm, I'm a little boy. I'm, I'm the little, little brother, so I don't get to enjoy the reindeer games, right? I got, I got to be downstairs. And I, can't have, I can't have no fun. So, but I knew they was up there having all kind of fun with the Ouija board. They were saying, they were saying this and doing that. Next thing you know, they come running downstairs. They went running out into the street because that Ouija board said something to them and scared the crap out of them, and then they went and threw the Ouija board away. So I guess I'm kind of glad that I never indulged in such a thing. But I did see the effects of it. Uh, now we've got a bunch of uh, information coming out of the live chat. We've got a no, no way. We have somebody said yes. And that's very brave to say yes. Uh, a couple more no's. Yes, when I was a kid, but I know better. Uh, when I was nine, oh, hell no. Somebody tried it. I guess it didn't make an impact. I'm not sure if that's related. Never. Uh, glow in the dark Ouija. And then, yeah, so it is something, I mean, you start out with a sort of a fascination. You hear people say stuff. And, you know, kids kind of like, you know, I mean, I like to have, I mean, I, it, in my day, the, the album, the Kiss album, Destroyer, have you ever seen the album cover? That's <laughs> about as demonic as you get. But, man, I love that, you know, because it was so anti-culture, you know. Uh, did anybody else have the Destroyer album from Kiss? Um, but, you know, I, I, I grew up in, in such, but I, mean, I never got took over by a devil. But I do know that there probably is music out there that, like you were describing earlier, that may be a doorway. It is. It is a low, it's a, what's called a low harmonic and when we're talking about frequency, we must always look at the harmonic scale. And when you look at the highest frequency, it would be the light of Christ consciousness, would be the light of the divine. And I use Christ consciousness because um, I have been known to use it quite a bit. Mm -hmm. and, and things that are super dark are an opportunity to correct and to do things in a correct way mm -hmm. and and it's we're all on a spiritual journey and the journey can be challenging and I, I thought I was going to have a computer company I was writing software when I retired mm -hmm. and all of a sudden the psychic ability exploded so uh, I wasn't I had to close the company <laughs> I couldn't keep I couldn't this, this I was overwhelmed with this so I didn't, I didn't wake up and decide to be psychic. It's just what happened to me. So it means that that's my journey, and I guess this is my job, and I'll do it to the best of my ability. And I'm grateful to people like you who enable me to do my job. Mm. Well, if, uh, if people need your, I guess it's a service? I mean, how, do they, they contact you? Yes, they can you know, write to me at contact at ghosthelpers.com. Okay, and then what about your books? Where can, where can they get those? All those books are on Amazon. Uh, there are uh, five of them are audiobooks, all the ghost stories. And if you want to understand, there's so many kinds of haunting. And in the ghost story books, I explain what happens on the other side. I explain all the different kinds of hauntings, why people don't cross over. And then there are the stories. And mm -hmm. um, actually, the book's done very well. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, there's a crossing over prayer book. So, so do you do you believe that that God gave you a gift and it is your mission in life to assist? God, didn't the, give, God did not give me a gift. 
Okay. I have earned this psychic ability life after mm. life. And in this life, it's a responsibility. A mm -hmm. gift I can give away. A gift I can return. Mm -hmm. This is a responsibility. And, and when you have a responsibility, you have to do something with it that is of the greatest service. And then you will be, in potentially in future lives, you will be allowed to do even greater service to more people, mm -hmm. is the concept. And so if you have psychic ability, let's say you have psychic ability, you don't know what to do it, write to me. Contact at ghosthelpers.com. Mm -hmm. I have eight. I have eight books out. A book on mm -hmm. grieving, you know, a book on karma, and the ghost story books. And mm -hmm. there's all kinds of them on Amazon. And I'm mm -hmm. uh, working on a book on for, you know, uh, you know, I'm working on more books mm -hmm. because one of the spiritual laws states if you have this level of information, you are required to share it. Mm -hmm. Now, this is a pretty personal question, but hey, why not? Uh, is your husband okay with with what you do, or or does he say? Leave the dead, leave the dead alone for a while. Um, I have been married to the love of my life for forty nine years, mm -hmm. and being married to a psychic is really hard. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can't cheat. Husband, yeah. Uh, well, no, you can't. Um, or he can't. He husband, can't cheat. My husband worked. My husband spent forty two years at sea. Wow. He drove submarines, and he drove uh, research uh, vessels, and he was captain of an oil rig. Mm -hmm. And I spent 42 years sending prayer and angels to him and to his crew wow. over and over. He picked up the o, the damaged O-ring when Challenger blew up. I mean, he's had some... And you never heard of him because he's a really safe captain. Mm. He follows the rules, and he kept his crew safe, even when it was not politically... A good thing to do he understands what I can do but it blows him away sometimes he, it's, it, he sometimes he cannot wrap his brain around what I do but the man has generous to a fault he has supported me for 49 years in what I'm doing mm -hmm. he he backed my career and uh, we have three great kids and grandchildren and in-laws that are wonderful and I there is a place in heaven for my husband, and it's going to be awesome. Oh, how sweet is that? Hey, you know they had a big layoff at the at the psychic hotline network, and, <laughs> and and the guy the guy went in there with all the girls on the phones, and he said, "Look, man, we're going to have to lay off thirty percent of you, but you know which ones you are, so go ahead and leave." <laughs> so, I don't know. Anyway, That's so. A really good joke. All right. Well, Tina Irwin, I appreciate you coming on the Ed, Edge broadcast. How did you like it being on the show? I, I loved it. I loved all the questions. I love the people in the chat room and, you know, asking real questions of things that they see. Just remember, you're not crazy. It happens to people all over the world. And I, I am super grateful for the opportunity to share tips, ideas, and things you can do that make a difference, especially for children. Huge, huge uh, green light. If that's the only thing you do for a child that sees green light, you know, can't sleep in there. You know, a night's sleep means everything. Green light. Okay. So go ahead for sleep. Okay. So again, thank you with all my heart for allowing me to to share this evening with you and all these lovely people in the chat room. It really does mean a great deal. Oh, well, that's awesome. All right, all right, Tina. I appreciate you coming on the show. Show and stay safe out there. All right. Thank you. Hey, bye bye. All right, everybody.